pronounce your name correctly for me. Hello, my name is Angela Ferreira. Now, you have a, a diverse, like you've traveled a lot. Give me some background on this because it's it's incredibly worldly. Well, I'm Portuguese, so that makes me part of the long story of having the sea as, as a view. I all the time was curious what to, to, to look to look what is going on about the history of Portugal. So I, w I was curious about all the, the territories where Portugal have history. And so I was curious about Brazil, of course, and about India and all these colonization territories. And well, I was curious about that, not only in terms of visuality, in terms of anthropological situation and views and po poetry too. You know, Portugal is a country of poets. So the poet, poetry makes me, you know, interest in, in, in looking for these different territories that we have history and have connections and we have also approaches. And we are, country, we are a country made of friendship, but also, friend, also made of colonization. So we have a story of different contrasts, views, and our situation is based in seduction. So we were seductive. <laughs> I love all of that. But but I was really asking about sort of like the actuality. So you were born where? Well, I born, yes, I born in Portugal, in north of Portugal, in the countryside. And I was uh, very curious about, uh, since the beginning, about writing and reading. So my father... Uh, since the beginning, uh, was very curious to to give me some books and some ideas that opened me the the mind of reading and also taking pictures. Yes, I was trying. Well, amateur with my father, but since the beginning, as my father is also teacher or was teacher, and I was also interesting how to tell stories in terms of education. You know, so I, it starts like this. <laughs> what What did he teach? Well, it's a primary teacher, so teach to the children. So I, it's why I still have this childish way of looking to the things. It's and marvelous. Yes, I hope, hopefully, I will keep like this, you know, like a child. But my first degree was law. That's interesting. Yeah. That's random. But yes. Yeah. But in terms, because I was very curious about society, you know, society and justice. And this is really an important terms, like my father teach me. So I was very good student. And of course, I entered in the first choice. So I went in to study law in Braga, the city where I am now. So part of that, of being a lawyer, I was all the time taking some courses and degrees related with creativity. So I was all the time, you know, all the time having these lines. Society and creativity. So I studied theater and I studied photography at the same time as law. So it's why I have more or less this kind of diplomacy and organize my mind in terms of organizing events, organizing to be in leadership in terms of organizing things for people and for society and and to my to my to my classroom. You know so. I was all the time organizing processes of 
platforms in terms of how to construct a city, for instance, in Brag, how to construct a city for youth. You know, so I was based in the first program like Generation, which is a, a very important platform that was based in Braga, especially. Slow down, slow down. Yeah. <laughs> give us a little, if you're going to talk about something called Generations yeah. in Braga, give us a little backstory on that. Okay. I mean, just basically assume that everybody has never known who you are or anything you've ever done before. So like, spell it out to us like we're children and that mm. we have no knowledge about you. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. It's okay. Yes, no, it's a pleasure to to speak with you, and uh, you you uh, I allow you to interrupt me. Oh. Ask you sorry. My English is not so fantastic as yours. It's not my native language, but I will do my effort. And yeah, that's it. So after the law degree, and as I have so many uh, talents for creativity, I I decide to quit law. And to and to follow a, another another degrees related with art direct art director and artistic direction. So and after afterwards, I decided to go to make a master degree in photography. So every time everything related with visualities, you know, with the visual art and media art. So well, law is of course belongs to the past yeah and of course it's interesting and it makes me as a a figure very curious about the, the society and about the the way the humanity can deal with problems and deal with the laws and yeah it, it helped me a lot especially to 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 understand better the, the humanity. And afterwards, well, I after my master's degree, I was invited to go to Brazil to give lessons there. And yeah. Wait, wait, I, wait, 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 slow down. You were invited to Brazil. Who, who invites people to Brazil? Well, because since the beginning, I was uh, in, a, I had some connections and friends in Brazil. You know, we speak the same language. And as soon as I, I, my master was already done, well, it was immediately, you know, the, the invitation to give lessons in the university and to prepare, you know, to prepare degrees for for kids and also for students in a, in in terms of studies in with a distance, you know, because Brazil is a very big country and it's necessary to work with the distance, you know. So we, it's why we were so prepared to deal actually with the distance as nowadays we are obliged to do it. <laughs> where where in Brazil did you go? It was the first time there, the territory was near the coast. So it was Fortaleza, is the capital of the northeast of Brazil. Yeah. I did a research project when I was in like high school on Brasilia and its architecture and, yeah. and its design. I love that. I mean, the, the concept of it's great. The practicality of it didn't work, but nice yeah. idea. It, it was based in dreams, you know, everything based in dreams. It's amazing and keeps the narrative. But of course, in terms of practical practicality, sometimes it doesn't work. Yeah. Yes. No, didn't at all. But a lovely idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. And then Brazil, it came as well. I was interested of, of the tropics. Especially I was interested for the ancestrality of the communities. So... As I was there already giving lessons in Brazil, I started to, you know, to make uh, deep my research 
around um, representation or self-representations of the indigenous communities. I was interested in the way they deal with their image, the way they self-represent and the way they take pictures and use photography. So it was, in terms, I was trying to make it an anthropological study about self-portrait and about, about also painted photography. So the way they painted in the top of photography. And I found that amazing stories about that because in a way the, 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 paint, the painting together with photography can open a kind of social status that the ancestrality doesn't have anymore. So it was interesting because they were painted with a, a tie and the earrings and the, you know, this kind of a very pop elements of the occidentality. So that makes me uh, really reflect and uh, create some you know, connections about what is photography about. Maybe photography can be what they want to be, you know? So, so it was really interesting to study. And then I really uh, entered in the painted photography and how we can transform ourselves in painting. So it was, you know, it's still a long-term project. So I did my PhD there. Uh, together with the Rio de Janeiro, uh, based in the construction of the self-portrait paintings and uh, based in a, an artistic book. And I can't say this is a, a cooperative book because they painted themselves and they are artists inside of this, my own book, which is, you know, in, in terms of education, it's, it's the paradise because you can combine all the all the aspects of being teacher, being artist, being human being, I think, in the end. Well, where we were. Uh, book, collaboration. Yes, yes, it was a collaborate, collaborative process. And that enters my attraction of, of the education field and how we can learn with each other and how we can especially in, in this uh, kind of communities who are very fragile because they, they are still fighting for their lands and they don't have any kind of self-esteem. And so it, it was a really important project because we can give importance to, to their organization in terms of, uh, you know, bring impact of the social importance of, of protecting the the indigenous communities in Brazil who are totally you know forget it and who are totally being destroyed recently not because of the virus but because 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 they have still are the owners of the lands and there are a lot of capitalism around the around these lands well well <laughs> I saw in your bio that you talked about colonization and this kinds of stuff like I'm from America. I don't know much about all of that. So like how how did that impact you and how does that then sort of translate into impact your either your artwork or your curatorial work or any of these other kinds of things that issue of sort of colonization and all this. Mm -hmm. Well, colonization doesn't work only with nations that have the past of colonization. I think we are still facing these between countries, so we teach how to colonize each other. So we are totally abused of this term colonization. It's not only related with history, but it's it happens nowadays. I become more aware 
especially because I understand that being woman in society, especially in art society, is also being a kind of colonized in terms of being used by my competences, by my own vision. So in a way, using colonization is not only because of that territories, but it's also because my own territory. So I'm not only observer, I am active part of this and I can tell you this colonization process. So it's important my voice as looking, of course, the, with, these, with these terms in a way that we can reflect about and then we can open discussions about the power ship, the, the patriarchal societies, and, and especially of the minorities who doesn't have voice and it's interesting to to give voice. So, of course, I'm interested about Portugal who colonized countries, but in the end, I'm also interested the way we are still using the same formulas uh, in our organization of societies. Oh, yeah. America's horrible at it. <laughs> we're, we're, the, we're the biggest bullies in the world. I mean, we don't do the, like, physical colonization, is, but we yeah. do the the sexist colonizations, the pop culture colonizations, the the English language yeah. like we push that on everybody as well. Like we're we're horrible at it. I'm don't yeah, I, I take no offense because I'm just I was just born here. I had yeah, no choice. But I think you me, my me too is the same. I have no choice. But it's interesting the way we can touch to put the finger on that errors of the past. And that can make make you. I, I can feel better if I if I do it this, you know, because I'm 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 so attractive by Brazil and by these countries that Portugal colonized. So I need at least to uh, to not. I don't I don't want to to have this kind of guilty, you know, in my back. And in a way, speaking about this is interesting because you can. Oh, Bernanke gave more light to the issue, I think. You don't think so as American that we have a voice, especially now? <laughs> do, we, do we have a voice? Do, do I think say, we have a voice? We need to say something. Yeah. Oh, I absolutely yeah. do think we have a voice. The question is, is though, when you have that voice, how do you, like, so, because I put the term voice equivalent yeah. to, like, pa power. power. You, you have power through your voice. So, what are you doing with that voice is mm. sort of the end result of it. Like, okay, great. You're drawing attention to something, but what, what's happening with that attention? Is it, is it being used in a positive way or is it being used, unfortunately, yeah. in a negative way? Well, I think I can tell you that uh, we are now reaching a, a time that I exactly opened a, a show recently in Portugal and especially about these discolonization processes. So I think it's interesting to invert the situation. We are living so much in this, in this time of a lot of civilization problems are coming to the up. So it's good to invert that maybe the center is not the center anymore. So it's time to understand where is the periphery. You know, you know what, what I'm saying is not only, it's not only about power, it's about a lot of things that were in shadow. So it's good to open space to give light to the, all the shadows in the world, especially the, 
the problems in the black people or indigenous people, you know, all these kind of of different visions that are coming to the up. I think it's interesting to to give that is the voice I want to tell, you know, it's not power ship, but to give the uh, space to construct that that possibilities. I think it's great. I'm, you know, I, I don't work like that. So it's really nice to hear other people who are trying to make a cultural shift, try and change yeah. the direction of things. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's not my way. I, I'm much more subtle, mm -hmm. but, <laughs> but, it, but, you know, you're more sort of, uh, it's not, it's not blunt or blatant, but like you're, you're actively in, encouraging the conversation. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's to encourage the conversation. I think is the best uh, sentence to 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 explain what is going on now. <laughs> now, so within that, we talked a little bit before we started recording. So I'm going to ask you the same questions again. So you, throughout your life, you've been both a practicing artist doing your own works, and you've been a curator, which you seem to be sort of equally known for both. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering if there's any sort of issues or, or concerns that come up with sort of the balancing act of being both a practicing artist and an active curator? Mm -hmm. I understand that uh, we are still the, we, we still don't conquer the maturity <laughs> about what is the paper of the curator because curator is not only the only one that organize exhibitions or make research. It's uh, could be also an artist. Why not? And, you know, being curator is not being a priest. You know, you can you can have you can have different possibilities, and you can you can you can be also you know a singer or a musician or you know or a player. I don't know. I think at least must be. I think the most important thing must be smart the way they creates connections between arts and between artists because in a way curating is organizing organizing terms organizing thoughts and organizing also meanings and sometimes it's necessary to understand very deeply each universe of artists in order to create interesting combinations between them combinations between times between languages between issues and I think this, that needs really an, an ethic uh, domain of, of, of the theme. And uh, it's so the issues or ethic issues is not only related of, with the artists. I think must, the, the, the question needs to be directed the way the, the person is very authentic in the way it deals with the theme of the curating, curatorship. You know, I, I don't know if you understand my English is sometimes it's not perfect. You're doing beautifully. Yeah. Do not stress over anything. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you don't worry about that. The, well, okay, but within what you just said, what I, as a practicing artist and a, a potential curator, because I've done it in the mm -hmm. past, though I don't actively try to do it, and as a as a teacher also like so when you you as a curator are coming up with a thing like so what's your What's your technique of sort of coming up with a exhibition or a proposal or whatever? Like, do you make proposals mm -hmm. or do people come to you? Mm -hmm. um, and then, and then once you have that sort of like, how do you even find, 
I always wonder this, like how do you curators find inspiration to decide this is going to be the theme mm -hmm. kind of like, how do you, because literally you could choose anything in the it's world true. to be your theme. Mm -hmm. So true. like, how do you refine that down mm -hmm. to a, 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 a intelligible, cohesive topic? Yeah, I, it's it's a kind of cocktail, you're right. It's, you, you do a kind of cocktail, you know, organize a lot of information. And uh, being curator is based in connections, not only connections in terms of different languages, but also people that you know in terms of, of institutions, in terms of publishers, the different ecosystem that you are entering in... Uh, sometimes as because the, the context of your life, you know, uh, give you the possibility. In my term, well, my situation, it was like this. So you have this kind of ecosystem. So, of course, you can simply be invited or you can present an, a, a proposal. If I present a proposal, sometimes it's for, of course, much more based in my universe because it's based in in my taste and it's based in my way of looking to the world, of course, that makes me totally free in my proposal. And of course, the others can accept or not. But anyway, I think at least it's much more fresh and much more, I think, much more related with the times, with the times, you know, much more vanguardist, much more fresh in terms of, uh, of question you want to put it in that curatorship. But of course, you can also follow a proposal and when you are following a proposal of course you have ethic questions <laughs> so like are you just do you just what like what are the things that influence you because like i'm thinking is it you go and see other exhibitions and there's some element of that exhibition that you're like i wish there was another exhibition that sort of investigated that more mm -hmm. or are you are you watching movies or reading books or reading articles like what are the things that sort of get a curator onto a topic that then becomes an exhibition it's of course it's it's very hard question that huh? it's very hard what makes you, what makes you make transform you know what creates the link I think it's 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 based on when what world needs. Huh? It's a, it's a little bit romantic idea, but you need to at least to to be you know not create formulas. There are no formulas, otherwise everything is already organized. But I think the world needs, for instance, this time worlds is totally you know sick. So we need different formulas, need different formats. And uh, we are tired of the same system of organizing an exhibition with 20 pictures in a room. You know, it's, of course, there are classics and we are, there are all the time and the world is space for the classics. But actually, <laughs> actually, it's necessary to create another connection. You know, we use it uh, hybridism in terms of languages. Try to invite amateurs to talk with the professionals, which is really amazing that you can create, you know, try to make totally, because we are all the time speaking for the same groups, you know, you are talking with me and you are more or less in the same group, I think, it's in, in terms of the same situation or the same class or, so I think it's necessary to create a kind of walls. 
No, but I'm talking about the education, you know, the terms, the process of education. I think it's necessary to open a, a little walls for different possibilities or different uh, agents because we can learn more and we can learn more processes. And uh, it's not only in terms of a good uh, curriculum. I think it's in terms of, of living and experience with, with living and with working. Okay, so based on what you just said, how do you feel? You, you were talking about how the, like traditions have to change and and things have to be new. What? Do you, how do you feel about the future of the art world as sort of post pandemic? What's what's needed? What's missing? What has to change? Because a lot of people talk about how like the arts world is broken and things need to change and the the but the art fairs they're all going to be different. But then on the other hand, maybe it's all just going to snap back to the same way it was before. Mm -hmm. We are all the time reconstruct ourselves, remember? Since since we were child, we are all the time saying, oh, we are facing crises again and again. I think I don't have the idea that everything will change or we need to change. Of course we need to change, but I don't have, I'm not so positive that things will change. <laughs> Fair enough. I, yeah. I, well, it's... We are repeating the same formulas, and what we need to say maybe it's uh, to live to live authenticity. I think with each other, and at least to be honest with each other, to sleep well <laughs> without problems. I think it's good uh, because otherwise we will fail as a humanity. And I think it's necessary to learn better how to how to be better or better human beings, I think. Not only artists, but but also to, to learn with the others. I think this kind of, uh, of collaborative process of, of learning, of, of giving, of receiving, of teaching, I think it's necessary to improve better. <laughs> Well, well, and that's a great segue because I was going to ask you about teaching. So, like, mm -hmm. how does how do your interest in these sort of uh, more anthropological things influence your teaching of art? Well, it influenced me a lot because even I, I understand that it's so necessary to learn the classics. It's so urgent to understand the tabloid, you know, to understand the basics of, of the, the philosophy and the ethic and law. But I can tell you that the most inspiring testimonies are based from you know, people that uh, teach me, for instance, one poem can change totally your way of looking. If you connect with someone with totally sensitive, you will understand immediately and that people can change your life ever and ever. And you, I can I can tell you some people that change me my life, you know, and and they don't need to and they don't need to be artists or creators. Sometimes it's only people that I I met in the bus, you know. It's so interesting to be aware of that signs. So that means if you are open for open to these kind of possibilities, you can grow. And and so I think the education is based on these kind of different inputs, not only. Not only the basics, the of course the academy, the classics, but combined also with intu intuition, which I think it's very important, and trust, 
and well these kind of possibilities that sometimes the the, the the students are not aware you know they are so fantastic sometimes you know and then it's necessary to give them confidence <laughs> okay just to be clear like so what is it you do currently teach like at university i teach uh, contemporary photography and I teach also history of photography. <laughs> and I love to combine both because in a way, I, the, when you teach contemporary photography, you understand the classics. <laughs> so it's so necessary not to forget the history. So it's, it's why, I, well, I miss both disciplines are important and also give uh, um, a, a, a discipline based in a photo book, making the construction of photo books and the context and the analyze of narratives, which is interesting too, how to tell stories. So, well, I, and well, of course, I do a lot of different possibilities, also dissertation methodologies. And I think in the end, but the most important thing is contemporary photography combined with photo books. Oh yeah, I'm all about it. I do handmade books when I have with the time and opportunity, and like I just hired a photographer to do a wet plate collodion portrait <laughs> of my family. So like, you, you, you preach into the choir here. I'm I'm so on your side with all this stuff. Oh, it's good to know that, Matt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've we've got a guy here in in where I am right now in North Carolina that actually does wet plate collodion and tin type photographs. Oh. It's just love it. But I would love so much to enter more on this field too, you know? It's interesting also to learn this. And of course, we have also a laboratory in the school. And it's good when we have the student have this tendency to, to work on the technique. But it's also good to have the possibility to create and narrate and create stories behind that. And that, that is interesting. I love it. Please elaborate on this for me. So how important these days is the sense of a sort of a narrative or a story behind the artwork? So I don't care if it's a photograph or some other form of art, but any artwork having a narrative or a story behind it. Well, I was all the time interested in visual storytelling. I think the way of creating stories, you can really inspire others to uh, not only to construct their own stories, but to understand better the world because you need fiction to understand reality. It's why I all the time create this transition between documentary and fictionary. So it's why I'm so all the time interested in all these kind of languages that create this kind of hybridization between media, video, audio. Of course, photography is, of, is it's the main language, but you need the others to create the best ones, the best narratives, or the other ones that, you, at, that makes you, you know, that creates you a kind of comfortable idea of, of living, you know? So it's why it's good so, so much to create stories about that. Okay, within that, so like, because I have a thing, I do portfolio reviews for an online website for photographers. And a lot of times they, well, they're always encouraged to submit images and text. So whether it be an artist statement or titles or captions or whatever it is, most photographers I find are really horrible. At it. Like they're just, they're really bad. And I am too, you know, I, my background's photography. So like I'm as bad as everybody else. So I'm not judging that. Mm -hmm. But I, what I want to know is sort of from your perspective as a curator, as having been part of festivals mm -hmm. and all this kind of stuff, like 
how important are those texts in the, the whole context of the work? Is it necessary or could the work sort of be without? Uh, when you have the, the word narrative, it's not necessary that the narrative needs to have text. So narrative means at least the sequence and the organization of the story needs to have at least a kind of rhythm and a kind of dance between the story. If you don't need text, fantastic, because you were able to, to tell the story without text. But sometimes the text can give a little bit plus to the, to the story or can create a contrast with the story. So I, I think the text is good, but of course it depends of, of the story of you are saying. And I, I love the fact that sometimes it's not necessary to be like a, a very classic way of, of telling or writing it can be only, you know, some, uh, some words or some sounds that you can create in, in, the, in the image. I don't know. It, it it depends, but I understand the most important thing is the narrative. I think ne it's necessary. Well, especially in the portfolio, and and uh, but I, I I have one good thing to tell you, Matt. It's just one good thing. You should give me <laughs> no, more at than least one one hope. Okay. Well, I can give you some hope that uh, because there are some artists that they they don't need to fit in the portfolio review. Sometimes they have, they are, you know, they arrive there with 20 pictures and, you know, sometimes it's, it's, it, the formula doesn't, that doesn't fit to them portfolio because their universe, it's totally a part of 20 pictures and so maybe, you know, they printed the pictures to, to show us and they are there, you know, technically limited with that. But sometimes it doesn't make sense. No, they, they, they don't need to be in the box. Uh, they don't need to. They, it's necessary to open fresh air to that people and give some hope. So that's when a good thing. I think the most important thing is to have a good conversation with them. You know, the, the, I, I love so much to know people and to understand the, the creative process. And to be a reviewer, it's, it's, it's very nice because you can... You can learn and you can teach so much, and you can understand. You can also, and uh, you know, grow as a, as a as a as a reviewer. <laughs> That's interesting. Oh, I I've been doing these online ones. I've done almost three thousand of them. Like yes. it's it's a lot of reviews. Yes. There are a lot of people in the world that yes. need help and feedback, and 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 luckily the internet exists. You know, because like thirty years yes. ago these people got no feedback so at least now they at least have some opportunity to get some feedback and it's so good no it's so fantastic to review i love it too yeah i do enjoy doing it but sometimes it's a little repetitive because i find that a lot like a yeah, lot of people awesome. make make similar mistakes yeah. and i shouldn't even say mistakes but they make they have similar things that they haven't put enough effort into basically so whether it's titles mm -hmm. captions sequence sequencing mm -hmm. um you know so like they may make beautiful images but they may not sort of know how to present mm -hmm. them quite well mm -hmm. you know like i mean we come from photography background like i always thought from my training in america 30 years ago that 
you know, a photograph is not finished until you put it in a frame and put it on the wall. Yeah. Like then it's a finished photograph. Yeah. But before that, it's just a piece of paper with an image on mm -hmm. it. So, so it's that completion of the, the subject. So like wrapping it all together, putting a bow on it and saying, this is yeah. done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, that's the, a lot of times the hard part mm -hmm. is, is knowing when, when to be begins. done. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But anyway, I enjoy it a lot. And you, you can be very useful. And you can understand there are so many stories behind one people and one person can tell you so much. And sometimes it's so easy, you know, to transform the process and to help to organize things in a better way in terms to give importance for the narrative. And, and you can become, you can make other people person very happy with that and that's fantastic <laughs> now how long have you been teaching well i started teaching since uh, well photography exactly photography since the, 10 years ago yeah it's not too much okay. yeah about the same as yes, me i've been doing it about 12 or 13 in total with a gap in there yeah but, i yeah. have gaps too because sometimes you need to stop and to create another degrees and it's the, the gaps are important <laughs> yeah yes we we often need time to sit back and reflect it's why it's so important also the the teacher to to work also in their own uh, practice you know to to create also their own art uh, i think it's good you know to oh, yeah. My wife and I have this conversation quite frequently. Yeah. She's an accountant, mm -hmm. so she does not understand the art world or the academic world at all. And so, like, there's this thing of, like, if you're going to be an academic, even if you are not selling your artwork, you need to be exhibiting your mm -hmm. art. So even as an academic, you have to be producing sure. work. For sure. Even if there's no money coming back because it's the production of the work that makes a book or an exhibition or whatever that then makes it so you can get a better teaching job. Like yeah, so, you need to all the time to 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 cycling the bike because otherwise you stop totally. Yeah, you're right, and sometimes you don't have re re even fresh air to to keep riding, and it's it's very hard for 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 teachers, especially teacher based in arts because you need otherwise the students will look to you said ah so you are only teacher <laughs> yep basically you you're one of those people that can't make it in the art world so you just fell back to teaching so like you've got to try and keep saying no no i'm still a good artist and a teacher like i'm not doing it as a fallback job yeah but you have all the time this kind of clock in, in the top of your head all the time you know come on you need to go and you need to keep creating and you need to be very active and teacher you need to keep forever young and it's really a, a very pressure you know, yeah, I, I'm not complaining. I feel so blessed with that. But it's hard work. Huh? You need to construct yourself as an artist, as a as an educator. <laughs> and you're only as good as your most recent artworks. Yes. So you have to continually be refining and redoing and keep the level. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Indeed. Then step back. We you mentioned uh, being part of festivals and stuff. Yeah, I'm so still working on it. Yeah, I work. I worked for the festival in Portugal uh, a long time ago. So between I think between 20, uh, 2004 
and 2004, uh, 2016. So it was a lot of time. I was working first as a producer, and then I, I became curator of the festival. And a part of that, I um, defined another room for my uh, career. And I went to Brazil and to organize also exhibitions there, not only in the festival, uh, a new festival that I was responsible for. Now with the pandemic we, situation, we, we make a pause. So hopefully next year we will return again with a, with a different vision of the festivals. And there, uh, I also I am curator of the board of museum curator of photography in Fortaleza, where I am also advisor. Well, between that, I'm organizing also exhibitions as an independent curator and teacher. Well, a lot of things at the same time, but happy with with that. <laughs> I was going to say so. And do you have a private life because it sounds like you're very, very busy. Well, actually, I I'm not a mother and I don't have kids. And well, of course, my kids are my own productions or the, the things I'm doing. So it's hard for a woman too, I can tell you, because you know it's 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 di difficult to combine so many so many tasks with a private life. But yes, I have I have a private life at least. Okay, good. <laughs> with the with the pandemic, I need to stop and to to the the the, the velocity needs to. Well, it's not so hectic now, but uh, I keep doing a lot of things by Zoom, like we are doing now, or, well, doing portfolios, mentorship, uh, organizing exhibitions. I'm still, in, I'm still doing this because we have the idea that this will stop and we will become to real life soon, hopefully. <laughs> That's a nice idea. Yes. We, have, we, need, we need that dream, no? Yeah, we need that hope. Because uh, yes. you know, without without it, we would be very depressed yes, indeed. Right. Mm -hmm. So, okay, between all of your jobs, so let's say I'm going to try and title this uh, podcast something. What is it you'll title yourself? Because you're an educator, an artist, a curator. What else do you do? You seem to do probably more. I'm guessing you do more that you well, haven't told me about. Artist and uh, photography curator and educator. I think is the most well at least three. Eh? It's not. <laughs> it's good. Triangle things. It's a lot. It's a lot. But everything is involved. I think you cannot be educator without organizing things and to be an artist too. Yeah, that's it. It's the life I choose. Eh? Not to be lawyer. <laughs> okay, but now I I don't feel like I really got a great uh, sort of thing on uh, a response on the curating process kind of thing. Like, how do you curate? So, like, take a take an exhibition that you have in your mind that you already have completed. Like, do you remember how it sort of built itself up? Yeah, I can tell you about my one experience in as when I was curator of Photo Biennale in China and two years ago. It was so interesting because this Biennale anticipates a lot of questions that we are uh, facing nowadays. And you cannot imagine the Biennale have this theme that uh, the theme is trouble and intentions ahead, confusion, public and private. That was really interesting Biennale that I love to do it because anticipate all these kind of things that we are, well, totally in troubles now. 
So it's it was nice because uh, in that time we organized things. We were four curators and we organized things in terms of to create constellations, not between not only between public and private, but constellations that can present a view about how history can combine with the present and the future. So it was it was in a way it was a very challenging time to discover the way I can create or the way we can organize our photography as history and social reality. So I think photography is still really an amazing medium. You know, it's still a fantastic medium that we can so we can learn so much as soon as as much as as we we reflect upon and uh, well it was it was good so I, I presented not only photographers that came from Europe but from Brazil so we were presenting the forest burning there we create some political artists that were presenting that were activism about the the xenophobic uh, society. So we present also not only, well, the, the last exhibition, the last video of Robert Frank was presented there together with new artists like uh, uh, Richard Moss or Peter Hugo. It was an amazing, an amazing event and divided in these different chapters. And the idea was to how to integrate relationship between the private and the public in photography, which is really a, a, an interesting, you know, field to work on because I think we are losing our privacy. Our, our privacy. <laughs> you were talking. You are asking me. You are, you still have privacy? Well, I don't know. It's. Well, since photography was invented, uh, we are really living troubles about that. <laughs> I, I love how you think we still have privacy to lose. It's cute. It's cute, yes. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's, 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 let's, we, we, we learn a lot, but we also lo lo lost a lot of, of, of our, you know, I don't know. I still is still a, a nice reflection to do. <laughs> you don't think? Of course it is. Oh, it's a great conversation to have and thought process to go through. But unfortunately, Google and Apple and Microsoft has pretty much sort of like taken all of our stuff. Not even to mention like Starbucks and all the other like rewards cards that knows all of our habits and all this kind of stuff. I mean, mm. don't start me down the. Yes. the, the the conspiracy theory rabbit hole of like all the crap that they know about us. It's ridiculous. But anyways. <sighs> but okay, but it sounds like from what I what I just heard you talking about is that a lot of the the job of a curator and a lot of the job of being an artist and for that matter being a teacher too is is uh building and maintaining these relationships mm -hmm. because I, I heard you talking about like working with other curators and then you're you're you know grabbing artists from brazil that you you know met at some point mm -hmm. that you re remembered them and you pulled them out of your files mm -hmm. and brought them forward kind of thing so like how important is this to you? And do you think that it's important to like the people who are listening that the idea of building relationships is part of like the foundation of the art world? Yeah, that that is what this is. Well, actually, I don't think this is a question. I think this is a statement. We need to create connections between curators. So it was it was based in the Malarme, you know, accents of poetry. 
Like we need to put it everything in terms of constellations in the stars. So that constellations in a way help us to understand not only the present and the past and the future too. So we can organize everything in terms of understanding better things, you know, not only based in our comfortable territory, but open the doors for different connections and, uh, you know, at least different approaches and knowledge. I think we can base our knowledge in that. And, uh, well, uh, it's so in, it, it's so nice. You can learn so much with that, you know, researching and to understand the, the, the projects of the others and the way they also work uh, as their creative processes. So sometimes I need poetry. So all the time I need poetry to to organize my my knowledge. But there are people and we need this, we need maths to understand the the, the work. My master's degree is in new genre art, so I'm all about interdisciplinary oh, art. So you don't right. have to convince me on that. Okay, sorry, sorry, I don't read your bio. <laughs> it's okay. No, no, it's probably not even in my bio. It's fine. So, <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm all about interdisciplinary and I'm I'm fully aware like everything basically everything is connected. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. So like art is not a a white tower all by itself. Art is influenced by other things and you know experiences, science, whatever. So I get that. I'm on, I'm on board with that. Mm-hmm. So but what I'm trying to find out from you is like so when let's say I'm an artist and I think that you and I would get along or that you would like my work or whatever. How does, how do artists get onto your, your radar sort of onto your list of like, Oh, I'll do an exhibition with this person three years from now kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like I like what they do. Like how does that relationship even begin? Well, I I also review a lot of, I'm I'm, uh, included in a lot of reviews too. So I can tell you that I have friends for all over the world Friends in terms because then they 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 turn to be also my friends because in a way when I review a portfolio I have this connection with them forever so they keep sending me the information sometimes it doesn't matter or sometimes it's necessary sometimes it's the time that he, he needs to oh fantastic I was remember about you so all the you need to be all the time aware of that. We are not alone at all. You know, it's necessary to keep sending information because sometimes I'm working, for instance, recently I'm working in a in in a, a curatorship of um, about gender, about femininity, femininity. You know, so it's nice to work on it. And then, of course, it's a long term show, so I'm still looking for this kind of of projects. And I'm also interested in work as uh, about Afrofuturism, about uh, what is the, the, the connection between the Africanity with the futurism. So a lot of, 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 the, of themes keep my attention sharp. And of course, there are another things that I don't, I don't have interest at all. But anyway, it's good to, to keep the contact, you know, it's because I can present to the other curators. So in a way, it's a kind of ecosystem. So they, I don't have nothing against this ecosystem. I think we needed these cooperative projects and platforms to be to, to become more easy to enter in the in the process and the, democratically, you know. Otherwise, it's a little bit like oh, I do. It's not a power ship. It's because I am now there and I can open the process to others to have the the possibility to enter in the in this show. So it's not. 
is not based in how well, I can say it's not powership. I I don't know if I understand. If I, it's well, it's 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 a process of friendship. You know, it's a process of 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 be aware and be attention to the other or or, or having attention to the other projects. Right. Well, I mean, like the friendships and stuff that I've made, relationships that I've made with curators. One thing that I've noticed is you you can't enter into these relationships with like a a power dynamic. Like one person is not more powerful than the other. One person is not using the other for any advantage. That will never work because then it's like a a, a business transaction more than it's a, a relationship and a, and, mm -hmm. a, and a cooperative process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but we are we still have a lot of things to learn, you know, about this issue. How to how to be diplomatic enough and not and to say, well, your project is good, but it's not meaningful for this project for this you know situation now and sometimes you you feel pressure you know with that and well you know what i'm saying it's 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 the society is still based on this kind of interests and you know and 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 the interest is how to construct narratives that define ourselves and that exhibition could be really power in that moment and can have a meaning for the others in that moment so i believe in these terms of there are exhibitions that are or the, the, there are some art they are really meaningful in that time and that period and you the family of men for instance you know what there was the impact of this exhibition you know and we need to to have more exhibitions like this and uh, because can create better and can understand us well <laughs> i'm i'm all wait i'm all for more exhibitions that are as powerful and as as sort of uh, evolutionary yes. as as family of man but uh, right now though this is one of the issues is that there are such so, so many exhibitions throughout the world it's almost there's 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 too many for any one of them to become such a uh, cultural catalyst kind of like a, to create such big change because of the sheer volume of exhibitions mm -hmm. Matt, there is a question is we are we need creative creativity to to survive ourselves so we all all of us are creating objects so in the in in the end it's so difficult to find a place where everyone can have a voice and can present their objects so it's it's why of course and that is that comes the question what will be the art in the future it's true because it's so i i receive so many so many books every time and so many projects but with that, what you're going to do? Huh? What what you're going to do? You're going to create a family of men of books. <laughs> it, it, there's, but that, well, I mean, that's you know, it also goes to the like. Right now, they say there are like a billion yeah. photos taken every day. Yeah, I mean, just the sheer. I mean, it's it's an issue of like quality versus quantity, and the sheer volume makes it really difficult to find the most impactful ones mm. because you're just inundated with mediocrity. Yeah. I think it's photography. <laughs> wow. But now photography, it's much more than a gesture, right? It's like, you know, it's the photography uh, is now looking to us, you know? Photography is looking to us now. It's like, come on. It's our child who, who destroyed the, the father. 
so what you're going to do now it's 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 really a medium that creates a conviction that we are living a different generation the golden age of photography but that million of photographers or million of photographers in the network are not potential spectators of exhibition uh, of exhibitions you know so it's different i think there are a kind of difference between platforms and so the instagram or these kind of old pictures it's only communication it's not photography i think I wait. I'm fascinated by what you just said there. You just said Instagram is not art, basically. Well, it can be you know, can be a medium to show art, but uh, is is not the place you put it. To, you know, it's not the exhibition room. I think it's not MoMA. It's not you know, it's not the exhibition room. I think. Wait, I'm so fast. MoMA is your go-to? That's my go-to as well. No, it's not like, my goal. But anyway, it's, it's it's the first sentence it came to my mouth. But of course, yeah. there are some moments, uh, maybe 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 the space, I don't know. Today, people, I don't know. Okay, but you also said that you believe that like, this is a golden age of photography. Mm. Do you think, is that, do you sincerely believe that right now is a goal, is a golden age? Maybe not the golden no. age, but a golden age of photography? Uh, no, I was saying not ego. Actually, it was really a good uh, confusion of the words. Not ego, but golden era. Yes. Yeah. The golden. No, no. Well, no, but the, what I was differentiating was a golden I, age versus the ah, golden age so so like was there a previous golden age or is this now the golden oh, age? i wish i wish to understand to, 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 to i don't know how to answer that i don't have the, the you know answers for the future i would love it but it's so hard but we keep doing photography no, I, I keep creating photography all day, all day. So I, I work with photography. So it's it's my medium of, of understanding world. It's my medium to, you know, it's such an, a, an amazing tool to understand the world. And I will, I don't have any other better. Of course, I have theater and I have music and I have poetry. But photography really in a, surprised me all over, surprised me the way the, the aspect they can summarize and create an amazing narratives. <laughs> all right, let's wrap this up. Last question that I ask everybody, which is basically advice for the next generation. So it could be advice as photographer, as a teacher, or as a curator for the next generation, how they can basically try to be more successful from learning from you mm. no pressure no pressure at all yes well uh, we we cannot look photography or cannot look to, to the art as our way of 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 surviving you know it's it's really important not to think photography we will become rich or become financial organized in our lives so it's necessary to to look to the arts as a way of of uh, under, understanding each other to understand the way uh, the fragility of life so i think it's so necessary to find a medium that gave gave us hope about uh, how to organize our lives 
And that means that it's so necessary to be authentic, authentic with our ways of looking to things, the way of our message, our meaning. So that means the most important advice is to being authentic. Because even if you don't have so much good work, if you are authentic, if you are, you know, if you work as very with compromise and uh, with spirit of, of working, I think sooner or later your work will be respectful. So I think it's necessary at least to, uh, to work. It's very important. Keep working. But with with uh, then try to organize the expectations, not to put the expectations higher, and you know learn how to survive with small money. I think it's better. <laughs> I know it's it's well, like it's a funny conversation I have with you. You know, it's it's, but it's not so. You know, it's 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 not the formula. I think we are still looking for the formulas. No matter, yeah. It's hard. I mean, the the art world is not a one size fits all kind of thing. Like, there's no there's no spreadsheet. There's no perfect way to be in in the arts industry. No. So you you find your own path. Yes, yes. And as soon as you describe this is your own, it's so fantastic. Eh? It's you become you become much more uh, confident. You know. Because don't, don't try to, to find formulas or to look the formulas of the others. There is no one, you know, it's not, it's not an easy, easy way. No, no, but it's fun. It's really fun. I, I will not, I will not change my life. Uh, I, it, I will do this for all, all my life, you know. I'm very, you know, I'm very, you know, I feel so grateful to find it, you know, since, since I was children. So I will keep doing <laughs> Marvelous. Well, thank you very much for your time. Yeah, thank you so much, Matt. It was a pleasure to meet you. <laughs>